This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. To our next Equipper Zoom webinar coming up next Thursday, November 16th, right after the program. You know, many of us have faced pain and disappointment from other Christians and even church leaders. It's a unique problem that requires spiritual wisdom to remedy. That's why this webinar will focus on recovering from church hurt. We'll discuss how to restore our hearts and how to reconnect with a loving body of believers. Equippers, look for an email with registration details for this free interactive webinar. Not an equipper, become a monthly partner by calling 888-644-4144 or online at equipradio.org. Please enjoy the following pre-recorded encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equipped with Chris Brooks. I'm absolutely thrilled that you've tuned in today. Why don't you do me a favor, strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the word to the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And with that, I welcome you into a very exciting edition of Equip. We're going to talk about how you can thrive in your spiritual life, how you can experience spiritual vibrancy where you uh, flourish in Jesus. And in particular, we have our focus on women today, but before we get into this wonderful conversation with a phenomenal guest, I do want to say thank you to all of you who have supported the program this month. Uh, your gifts, your generosity, our fuel in our engine, and you allow us to be able to fulfill our mission here at Equip, which is to equip Christians to more effectively live, share, and defend their faith. The world we live in is complex. Uh, the culture is increasingly hostile to the Christian faith. But how do we bear faithful witness in a world that desperately needs the hope of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, that's exactly what we focus in on every day. We try to tackle the tough questions uh, by inviting on guests and having resources that we believe really do equip you to bear more faithful witness. I would ask that today would uh, be a giving day, a day in which you support the program. Now, we could uh, really uh, use 10 of you. If you could step up today with a special gift, and in particular, we're asking for 10 of you who have really been blessed by the program, if you'd be willing to give a $50 gift or donation that will help us to be able to reach our goal. Uh, obviously, gifts large or small all make the difference, but your support for the program today would be extremely special. All you have to do is dial the number 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144 or equipradio.org. Well, as I said earlier today, I want to just share my passion pastorally to see every member of my church experiencing the fullness of God's grace and flourishing in their walk with Jesus. But how do you do that as a woman in the local church? Well, today I have a great guest who's going to talk to us about how women can thrive in the local church. Carrie Falmer is, uh, is with me today. She is an author. She lives in the Middle East where her husband, John, is the pastor of United Christian Church of Dubai. Uh, she has written several books, including uh, an inductive Bible study for uh, women uh, that 
Uh, I love the uh, two-volume study of the Gospel of Mark that she's done, and her most recent book that I have in my hand right now is written for Nine Marks. It's a part of a series of books that answer critical questions about the local church. And again, it's entitled, How Can Women Thrive in the Local Church? Carrie, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you for your ministry. Talk a little bit about your passion to see women, number one, uh, really growing in their love for God's word, and then secondly, thriving in their local churches. Yeah. Um, Well, I have a heart. We have women from all over the world going to our church, uh, United Christian Church of Dubai, and I love seeing these women come into the church, get a heart for the scriptures and studying the scriptures really through the preaching of God's word um, and women's Bible studies. And then um, we just watch them really grow in their hunger for God's word and grow in the faith. Um, and then, uh, you know, as you introduced this, you talked about the full, living in the fullness of God's grace and really flourishing in life. And really, as I was writing this book called How Can Women Thrive in the Local Church, I wanted to change the title to How Can Women Thrive in Life? Yes. Because no Christian can truly thrive apart from the local church. We're not meant to live in isolation. We're saved into the people of God. Um, That's the storyline of the Bible that we see, right? Yes. God has created and redeemed a people for himself through his son, Jesus Christ. So we're meant to dwell with God together in our midst. So that's what the church is. And, and we can't thrive apart from the church. Well, you know, you, you are right in saying that the book could have easily been broadened in its title on how women can thrive in life. But I could broaden it even more to how people can thrive in life because that's right. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is everything you lay out here just about is transferable uh, both to men and women. But I'm grateful for your ministry to women. And I want to press into that a little bit more because, you know, when you read a title, how can women thrive in a local church? Uh, you cannot read that in a vacuum. Uh, the context of today's uh, culture within many evangelical churches make the title makes the title in and of itself somewhat provocative, but in many ways it shouldn't be provocative. It should be something that all of us see as a basic part of God's plan for His church to see women thrive. And I just wonder why is it that so often these types of uh, resources. Uh, might even be be seen as uh, somewhat controversial. Yeah, um, I think in today's culture, there's a lot of confusion about gender, and that kind of confusion can seep into the church, and it can leave women feeling as less than participants in the church. Mm. Um, either they can be so busy with family and careers that they have very little time for anything else, and, the, you know, maybe they don't even know what they're missing. Or maybe they've tried to get involved in the church and don't know where they fit in. Or they may be distracted by much serving. Yeah. So they feel empty, right? They're, they're not really learning. They're just serving and serving and serving. And they don't ever sit down and soak up the word. 
So I think that, you know, some of these things can be true for men also, but our culture is telling women that they're exactly the same as men. So they, they describe equality as sameness. Yes. Um, and they don't recognize that there's a difference between men and women. And that really will seep into the church. I think also we have, and I, and I say amen to everything you just said, I think also so often when we're talking about this topic of women thriving in the church, uh, those who desire to be biblically faithful often make the mistake of starting in areas of distinction or prohibitions or restrictions or limitations instead of starting at the point of uh, freedoms and thriving and opportunities that the Bible uh, makes very clear to all of us. And I'm grateful that your book is a book that I can put into the hands of the women of our church and say, walk this out and you're going to know joy, you're going to know freedom, and you will know flourishing by God's grace. So let's start at the beginning of this because you lay out eight different um, uh, things that must be embraced if you're going to uh, thrive as a woman in the local church. And in the first one, again, it uh, should be common sense for any um, believer in the gospel, and that is that you must be alive in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think too often we assume the gospel in churches. And um, if you are going to church and you're not thriving, you're not loving the community of believers, I think the first thing to do is examine your heart and see if you truly know the gospel, that Christ died for sinners. See if you've truly repented and believed. If you're putting your trust in Christ, then along with that comes a love for Christ's people. Um, so I think that that's the first thing that we need to examine if we're not thriving in the local church. Yeah, and if you're not thriving again in life, you know, as you look mm-hmm. at your life, if there is um, just a litany of broken and shattered relationships, if there is a true lack of sense of um, of spiritual life or vitality, if there isn't a passion for worshiping God, knowing your creator and knowing his truth revealed in his word, a drawing to uh, being with other believers in Jesus. If you find that uh, life lacks purpose and meaning, all of these things lead back to the big question, uh, have I been born again? Uh, To ask it plainly and to Mm -hmm. uh, examine yourself. And I think this is This is, in particular for today's topic, something that is vital, and it sets the stage for everything else. Like everything else we're about to say, in many ways, Carrie, starts with this first step, doesn't it? Absolutely. And in the book, I tell the story of Julia, who was going to church. She had grown up in the church. Her parents led small groups in the church. And then she went to college. And so she attended church, but she had one foot in the world. And she wasn't sure why she was so miserable. But then she started listening to the preaching. She started meeting with other women in the church. And she realized, I'm miserable because I'm not really a Christian. I haven't really believed this for myself. It was my parents' faith. And she repented and believed and was baptized 
And now she is a thriving member of our local church, and she's thriving in life. Yeah, I love that. And I love that the book is written to multiple types of women. And as I, you know, as I read through the book, I, I think about three different types of women. Number one, the busy woman, the woman who mm-hmm. finds that maybe I'm too busy for church. Uh, maybe I'm too busy for spiritual things. Uh, I think this book is really written to speak to your heart or maybe to the woman who finds herself as an introvert or struggling to build relationships, to make new friends, to meet new people. This book, I think, is going to speak to you. Certainly, it speaks to a third group, and that is women who aren't uh, finding themselves maximizing the use of their gifts and their talents, feeling that somehow they're inadequately being uh, used in their gifts and their talents, The book speaks to you as well. But I want to just, you know, as we get ready for the first break, I would love for you to just comment really quickly on this thought that women are indispensable for God's kingdom, aren't they? Oh, they are. I mean, God set up the world this way, right? He created man and woman in his image, and he commissioned both man and woman to take dominion over the earth and be fruitful and multiply because we were created in his image and he wanted his image to fill the earth. So men and women are to work together um, and, and the man as the head and the woman as the helper. And so when you leave women out of the church, you're leaving out um, half of the created order. So half of what God intended. So I think that um, pastors and other women in the church need to be coming alongside these women that that you talked about. I mean, the busy women, the women who are introverts. I think of especially single women um, who sometimes can't find what their role in the church should be. Um, I think we all need to come alongside these women and encourage them to use their gifts and talents to pour into the church, because the church isn't what it should be if we're not mm. all, you know, we're, we're the hands, we're the eyes, we're the feet yes. um, of the church. The body works together. So good. Well, I hope that you are leaning in closer. If you're a pastor who wants to see the women in your church flourish, if you are a woman who finds yourself in uh, in ministry to other women like Carrie, or maybe you're a woman who falls into these three categories, one of these th- three categories, finding yourself uh, extremely busy, overwhelmed with serving others, or maybe pursuing other goals, uh, feeling isolated, disconnected relationally, or underutilized. Well, today is your day. We're going to talk about how we can find full engagement in our local church and how we can thrive spiritually in the fullness of God's grace. I don't want you to go anywhere. Remember, social media is available for you right now to leave comments and questions. We'll be right back with more of Equip right after this. long for joy that supersedes your circumstances, but you know that some of the most joyful people have endured unbelievable trauma because living joyfully is all about the habits we create in our daily lives. 
That's why I want to send you the four habits of joy-filled people by Dr. Marcus Warner and Chris Corsi. They combine spiritual truth with proven brain science to guide us into joyful living. This life-changing book can be yours with the gift of any amount to equip. Simply call 888-644-4144 or visit equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Today, Carrie Fulmer is talking to us about how women can thrive in the local church. It's a great resource from Nine Marks. I want you to pick up a copy, go to our website. You can find out how to order there at equipradio.org. That's equipradio.org. Um, in many ways, this book could, could really be uh, thrived, I, I'm sorry, uh, titled rather, uh, Why the Local Church is Essential for Spiritual Growth. Uh, Carrie, just really talk about the essential commitment of joining a local church. Why is that so critical? Yeah, I think we want to join a local church to be under the authority of elders who are caring for our spiritual welfare. We, we have um, men in the church who are shepherding us, who preach the word and pray and we, we also want to commit to one another in the church. We want, um, we want shepherds who are watching our lives, but we also want to have our lives watched by people who we're in weekly and even daily relationship with. So we want to be committed to others, and we want to watch their lives also and love one another in the local church. I mean, that's what Jesus said, right? That that the world will know that we are his by the way that we love one another, and love is a commitment to one another. So the gospel goes out, and God is shown in all of his glory through the local church, and that's through people who join the church and are committed to one another. Yeah, I can't overemphasize how critical what you just said uh, really is. Uh, it, it is absolutely a blessing to my heart to hear you articulate the value of the local church because in many ways the pandemic has had an effect on many. Uh, and I thank God for technology. I think technology does a wonderful job of connecting us uh, across uh, continents at times, but certainly across space and time in, in beautiful ways. But I like to think of it this way, Carrie, that technology is a supplement, but never a substitute for your in-person gathering or connecting with other believers. And so just yeah. really talk about the way you've seen uh, the pandemic really affect uh, gathering and connection to the local church. And what do you want us to know uh, kind of coming out of this season of social social distancing and where many just did not gather? Well, I think it's been interesting to watch in churches how clarifying it's been. Um, I mean, some people are so thrilled to be back in the church, and then others have kind of walked away and are not coming back to church. And so I think while that's sad, it's very clarifying for the church. And in our churches, we need to be reaching out to those people who we don't see coming back um, to the church. Because church is more than just a preaching point. 
or a place to be entertained. And it's not about programs. It's about the people. Um, like, like we talked about at the beginning, God has saved and redeemed a people for himself to dwell with them forever. And this is the church, and we're being built up like living stones together. And you can't be built up together over the Internet. Um, you can't really fellowship. You can't, you can't get together and talk about the sermon over lunch if you're online. Um, and this is really the way um, the, the Word of God reverberates through the church all week. When we gather together, we hear the Word preached, and then we go out and we're spending time with one another and talking with one another about the Word that we've heard preached and what we're studying ourselves at home. Um, so when we we really need to get back into going to the weekly gathering. Well, and that's the next point. You, you've given us two so far that, hey, if we're going to thrive, we need to, number one, make sure we are alive in Jesus. That means that we have repented and believed in the gospel. Uh, secondly, you want us to make sure that we have joined the local church. So we need to make sure we are a part of a community of believers that have been shaped and formed around the word of God as the anchor. The gospel is their message. Scripture is their guide. Uh, but I also want to highlight this third, and that is to prioritize the weekly gathering. So many people uh, are members of local churches that just uh, find themselves not prioritizing the weekly gathering. I'm sure the stats are not lost on you, Carrie, uh, but I think pre-pandemic, the average person was going about two times a month. Um, that mm -hmm. number is a little bit lower now. Uh, it really is a, a, a critical problem within the local church if we're not connected. What happens to us if we're not prioritizing the weekly gathering? Well, I think um, I think we lose so much. I mean... When, when I go to church, on, we actually meet on Fridays in the Middle East because that's the only day off. But it, when we go on Sundays, we look up and we see our brothers and sisters singing the word together. We sing to one another. And that is a huge encouragement. We're singing the truth of the gospel to one another. And we hear the preaching and we can talk to the pastor about what he's preached and we can talk to one another it infuses our our life with the scripture and when we when we look over and um we are praying with others we look over and see someone joyfully singing um i i remember seeing my sisters in front of me with their arms around one another singing together joyfully um you know, that makes our hearts leap, and we remember what the the truth of the gospel, that Jesus Christ has united us together in himself. And so when we remember these things, it builds us up in the faith. So it's not just a, a preaching point. It's not just, oh, yes. this is a good talk for, for me to hear. We are actually interacting, fellowshipping with one another, even through 
the singing and the prayer and the, the word preached um, on, this, on a Sunday morning. So without it, we are just going to have spiritual atrophy. Well said, and what a vivid word picture. And, and I want uh, the ladies who are listening to us today to understand exactly what Carrie is driving home, that your life is not going to flourish in the fullness of God's grace if you have not prioritized a weekly gathering. And I know it may seem like, man, that's old-fashioned, or it may seem like that's such an, an intrusion upon the other things that I have in my schedule. But Carrie, I was taught by some pretty wise people that when you're building your weekly schedule, start with the most important things first and then mm-hmm. add in everything else. And I think so often, instead of planning our lives, we're letting our lives kind of plan us and dictate to us what can or cannot be in our schedule. But what if today you decided, hey, I want to flourish. I really do want to feel fully alive I want to be useful for God and for his kingdom, and I want to be nourished. Uh, And and if you've made those commitments, to me, it leads to the wisdom that Carrie is sharing with us in this wonderful book, and it leads to a step uh, called prioritizing the weekly gathering. When you do that, you're setting yourself up to thrive. Well, we're through three of the eight points. We want to cover as many as we can, but I also want to encourage you that maybe this becomes a great book study for you and your women's Bible study group. I would encourage you to get your hands on a copy of Carrie's book, How Can Women Thrive in the Local Church? Pastors, elders, it'll be a valuable resource for you as well. Hey, I'll be right back with Carrie right after this. You know, I've heard that for every one person that sends a gift to support Equip, there are probably 10 others that don't. But I can tell you this, we deeply appreciate every single one of you who support this program. Your impact is huge. Maybe it's been a long time since you've contacted Equip, or maybe you've never responded. Isn't it time to call? Here's the number, 888-644-4144 or EquipRadio.org. You're listening to a pre-recorded Encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Welcome back to Equipped with Chris Brooks. So grateful for all of you who are supporting the program. We're getting closer to our goal. You know, part of the stewardship of radio is to make sure that we're covering the underwriting of this. You know, radio is an expensive endeavor. It only makes sense if you know lives are being touched and souls are being saved. And I truly believe that through this program, the testimonies that we receive almost daily testify to the fact that lives are being changed, people are growing in their faith, and many are coming to Christ. But your partnership makes that possible. So I am asking that you would consider uh, giving a gift today. We really do need your financial support. We try not to make that too big of a focus. Uh, The greatest focus of our program is the content of our guests, the resources that we believe will help you to flourish in Jesus. But occasionally we have talked to you about the financial requirements that come along with our ministry. And so uh, if you want to help us to stay on in your uh, community, if you want to help us to tackle the tough issues that are facing our day with real and biblical answers, I would encourage you to support the program today. Maybe you can give 
a gift of uh, any amount today. Can you call today, 888-644-4144? The website is equipradio.org. Or again, 888-644-4144. Carrie, we've been going through your book, How Can Women Thrive in a Local Church? I'm fired up about it because it is so full of wisdom. Uh, But this next point may shock people. Uh, I found this to be by far the most counterintuitive point. You say this, that if you're going to thrive, you need to sit more than you serve. I love that. Unpack that a little bit for us because so many uh, have Martha syndrome, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and, um, that's kind of what I was thinking when I wrote this, Mary and Martha, right? Uh, Jesus commended Mary for sitting at his feet instead of being up and busy with much serving the way Martha was. Um, And I've always kind of felt sorry for Martha in that, but... It tells us the real importance of sitting under the preaching of God's Word. And, you know, so many women, they want to serve, and they, they want to serve in the nursery or teach children's classes, um, maybe during the, the preaching of God's Word or during the main gathering of the church. And that is wonderful, and we all should be doing things like that. But we shouldn't be doing them more than we're sitting under the, the Word of God. And we should look for every opportunity. I mean, as women, we should be theologians. We should know the doctrines of the faith. We should um, really engage with the Scriptures and, um, and dig deeply in the Word. Um, we've got minds just like men do. And when we put the scripture and theology into our minds, it really gets down in our hearts, and then it comes out in ways that we can apply it to our lives. And we, we thrive more, we're better mothers, we're better sisters, we're better um, employees, we're better students, and, um, and we can pour into others' lives only what's been poured into us. Right, so um, that's why I'm I'm editing this series. It's called the Good Portion through Christian Focus, and it's a series of Christian doctrine written for women. And um, I wrote the first one. It's the Doctrine of Scripture, but we wrote that we're writing these books in ways that really apply to women's hearts and lives, because we want to encourage women to really delight in the doctrines of God. And so if you're in your church and you, as a, as a woman, you're serving so much that you don't get to go to the main gathering very much, or you don't get to go to that Bible study on Wednesday nights or the, the Sunday school classes that are from adult, for adults, if you're not really taking in good Bible teaching and good theology then look at what you're doing and cut back. Encourage other people to take up some of the slack there and serve a little less and let the Word be poured into you a little more. You know, in previous generations, Carrie, as you know, you to prioritize belief as being a prerequisite for serving. Um, some mm-hmm. would, would term it this way, believe before belonging. 
Uh, but this mm-hmm. generation has kind of reversed that, that serving as a pathway to faith in Jesus and uh, oftentimes service comes before in many churches even belief. Well, we can debate the controversy around that, but let's assume we're talking to believers right now. You're not mm-hmm. saying don't serve. You really are wanting us to uh, use our gifts or talents or abilities. But what I hear you saying is that what good is all of that service if it's not an outflow of a strong, uh, a fundamental understanding of the doctrine of Scripture, the teachings of Jesus, grounded and rooted in a soul that is anchored in the gospel? It's only then that those gifts or services rendered really become edifying to the body and ultimately glorifying to Jesus. Is that right? I think that's absolutely true. And honestly, the best way we can serve the church is to be there on Sunday morning, be sitting under the preaching of God's Word. I love that. And yeah, so um, that that's our first responsibility. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. And, you know, so many things you've said today are tweetable. <laughs> Carrie, I don't know if you think in those terms, but they are comments that I think can be shared across social media platforms so easily. Every woman should be a theologian. You think about the massive influence women have over the family, the massive influence that women have within the local church, the massive role women play within God's kingdom and his plan, his redemptive plan. Uh, we, we have to make sure that we are not shortchanging uh, the call of God for women to know the doctrine of Scripture well. And so I'm so grateful for you reminding us of that. And this is a cha- challenge not just to women but to pastors as well that we need to hold these things before our church family. We need to make sure that, um, listen, I know what it's like to be a pastor that has a lot of open areas of service, right? That there's mm-hmm. so many yeah. needs. You know, man, we need someone here. We need someone there. We need help here. We need help there. And the next thing you know, you look up and there could be people within your church that have been serving, 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 and not being edified, not not really growing in uh, their devotion to Christ, but they've become essentially a worker, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and we got to make sure that we guard against that. A spiritually healthy flock is ultimately going to be a more effective flock. Yeah, and and it's hard because as pastors and as a pastor's wife, you know we love those people. I mean, they're wonderful for the church. Yes, yes. but. <laughs> Um, they can just have spiritual anemia if yes. they're not hearing the word preached, if they're not participating yes. in that fellowship in the main gathering. Now, we've hit on this several times. I want you to just take a moment to make sure that we understand the church rightly. We really should see the church as a family, shouldn't we? Absolutely. And, you know, the church is a family, so we as women should be mothers to some and sisters to, to everyone in the church. And, you know, I think of um, women in, in my church in Dubai um, loving one another as sisters and, and kind of um, these, these mother and grandmother types. And I think of Mapal, who's from Kazakhstan. She was meeting with Joan, who's from Texas, an older woman who loved studying the Bible and they were reading the Bible together. And now Joan has moved back to Texas. 
And Paul leads other women in studying the Bible now. So she's handed that down, mother to, to daughter. And I think of Adiam. Adiam is a widow from Eritrea. And Nardine is from Egypt. And Nardine's children have become Adiam's grandchildren. Adiam gives advice to Nardine. She babysits and prays for these kids. And Nardine greatly encourages Adiam, too, because she shares her life and her family with this dear widow in our church. And um, so you have these mother-sister yes. relationships, and, and I could speak of the women who, who, care, who are mothers to the men in the church also, but I, I could really yes. multiply these. And women don't have to even be from the same country or culture to mm. build each other up in the faith. They just have to be centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ and be using God's word. You know, I, I think about this photo that I have in my uh, phone, and it's a group of women that were really dear friends of my mother, my birth mother, but they became spiritual moms to me in the local church. And it's, it's a group mm -hmm. of eight women. And I remember being a young pastor. I started pastoring Carrie at 26 years young. Now, uh, someone must have saw something from the Lord because taking a risk on a 26-year-old was uh, an act of faith, to say the least. But God was so kind to me in that he sent these really mature women who were uh, sources of wisdom for me, who helped to uh, guard me in many ways from uh, foolishness and decisions that would have uh, no doubt undermined God's plan for my heart and for my family and for my ministry. And I'm grateful that I was a part of a spiritual family uh, that had such women who saw the church as a family and who were mothers to some and sisters to all. So I'm so grateful that you included this section in your book. Yeah. Listen, we, we have and to that's take... an awesome testimony about those women. I'm sure they helped you to be a better husband to be oh, a better yeah. father, to be a better pastor. I remember we, just one quick story, I remember we uh, had adopted our daughter, who's now f almost 15, uh, but uh, we were doing a baby uh, dedication uh, moment, and I was not holding her right. She was just a little infant, and I wasn't properly supporting her head, and I had three mothers come up to me to talk to me about this is how you hold a baby properly. And uh, it just it was one of those moments that just kind of crystallized for me uh, what the local church is all about, just from yeah. you know growing in faith and in prayer, uh, learning how to worship Jesus, but also learning how to hold your baby the right way. You know, mm -hmm. those, those yeah, types of practical things, things are so so valuable. Listen, we're going to take yeah. one last break, but when we come back, I want to talk to you about what I believe might be the biggest hindrance to people growing in the local church and what I found to be one of the most essential uh, and important uh, aspects, uh, principles within your book. And uh, I want those who are listening, don't go anywhere because this next section of Carrie's book might be the most practical and the most needed by many of you that are listening today. Listen, you can get a copy 
of Carrie's book, How Can Women Thrive in the Local Church? You can find out how to order by going to our website, equipradio.org. There we have links. Also, please go to our social media site. Leave your comments and your questions. How can women thrive in the local church? I hope this conversation is blessing you as much as it's blessing me. We'll be right back. Here on Equip, it's our goal to help listeners like you to understand and apply biblical truth to the issues we encounter in our culture, our community, and our home. But we need your help. Will you join our family of equippers by making an ongoing monthly donation to Equip? When you do, you'll have exclusive access to regular encouragement from me, as well as our Equipper webinars and other special offers. Become an Equipper today. Call 888-644-4144 or visit EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Uh, Carrie, we only have a few moments left, and I could dedicate an entire program to discussing how does uh, conflict and bitterness uh, hinder our ability to flourish in the fullness of God's grace. Can you just really talk about that? Yeah, I think that if we're doing church right, we're going to have some experiences of conflict. Because if we are rubbing shoulders that closely, if we're loving one another and having fellowship, then we're, we're all sinners, so conflict's going to arise. But I think what we need to do is when conflict arises, we need to check our hearts, and um, we need to make sure that no bitterness, no root of bitterness kind of gets in. And we need to talk through the conflict, love each other, accept that, you know, we're both sinners or we're all sinners, and um, be really quick to forgive and cover over sin. And I think that a lot of... um, I mean, I don't know if this is also true for men, but a lot of conflict for women comes in when we compare ourselves to others. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe I want the gift of encouragement the way this other woman encourages people. And so it it causes me to not look at her as um, favorably as I would otherwise, because I want to be like her. Um, or, or maybe we want uh, the, the gift of teaching, like we see someone teaching up front, and we really wish that we were like that. And I think we just need to crucify those, and we need to go to that person. We need to encourage them for the gifting that they have, and we need to be really content because God created us the way we are, and he gives gifts to the church, so right? Yeah. And he gives us all individual gifts, and we want to really accept those and use those gifts for the unity of the church and not covet the, the giftedness of other people um, because we, we trust the Lord in the way he's created us and the way he's gifted us. So I think that um, as women, you know, we're, we're to do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others as more significant than yourselves. Um, and, and I think when jealousy and dissension comes in, that's when we can really become bitter toward others. 
And so as women, we really need to check ourselves and we need to be content in our identity in Christ rather than comparing ourselves to other women in the church. Carrie, with just a few minutes left, can you speak to the wounded heart, though? Because there are many who are listening to us that are just wounded because they have been hurt by uh, the local church, maybe leaders, maybe other women. And uh, at this point, they have uh, been so wounded that maybe they're not in fellowship. What do you say to those who have been wounded? Yeah, and and I do. I do think that that's true, that that people have been wounded. And I think that um, what we need to do when we're feeling wounded like that is we need to go to the Lord with it. We may need to go to elders of the church with it, um, and we need to try to talk it through with the others. But, but frankly, some women don't want to com- talk through conflict. They don't want to face um, any kind of conflict. We, we all have different personalities, and some of us are more comfortable than others sure, sure. in talking through things. But I think that what we need to do is really trust and trust ourselves to the one who judges justly and understand that in this life there will be suffering, that there is, I mean, the church is more like a hospital, right? It's a hospital for sinners. And so we should expect that we're going to be sinned against. And, you know, it may may be that... um, we need to, to go to a church where we don't have that background of, um, of being hurt. But at the same time, we need to examine our own lives and see if there's something that we can do to put that foot forward to heal the, the hurt. You know, it's so essential what you just shared. And again, I wish we had so much more time, but I do want you to know that if you have not done it yet, please, if you are wounded, go to leadership, share your woundedness. So many uh, of these hurts or offenses can be cleared up just through healthy covenant relationship communication uh, and, Mm -hmm. and you sharing your heart. Now, there are certain times where there's been such massive theological drift or spiritual abuse that remaining in a particular local church is not good, healthy, or wise. But don't give up on the local church. You may not be able to be healthy or safe within that particular local church, but don't give up on the local church. As Carrie has said, spiritual growth and the local church are inextricably linked together. You can't thrive apart from them. And so find a local church, get planted there in spiritual family, and God will allow you to thrive. Carrie, you are such a gift to the body of Christ. God bless you and John and the good people of the United Christian Church of Dubai. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. Folks, I want to encourage you to get a copy of this resource. Go to our website, equipradio.org. While you're there, can you please support the program? You can uh, give by dialing 888-644-4144. Remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.